Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, today I've got some medical news, uh, a few updates on a number of things regarding how to legally acquire hydroxychloroquine if a person is interested. I've gone through the process myself, showed up rather quickly to the house. Not a bad, uh, not a bad deal at all. And it's through the America's Frontline Doctors. So I'm going to describe that process too. I've got some audio here from a nurse who was laid off because she didn't want to uh, enforce the mask mandates any longer because she knows that they're complete and utter bullshit. And then I've got a clip from that. And then a few other things that I'm going to toss in here toward the end. But first of all, let me go through the process that I had with America's Frontline Doctors. On their website, in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a number of different tabs, and ultimately there's a tab that says Treatments. And you click on that tab, and then it'll take you down to COVID-19 Treatments. And you click on that, and then it'll say in the upper right-hand corner to click on another tab that says uh, Contact a Physician. And then you click on that tab, and then it takes you to another page where you click on yet another tab, and then it tells you to uh, find, a, uh, find a physician or fill out the forms or, or contact a physician again, whatever it may be. And then you start filling out the forms. And the forms are very straightforward. What's your age? What's your weight? What's your name? What's your address? Are you allergic to anything? They ask you questions about seasonal allergies if you have those. Um, they just ask you some very basic stuff and then they'll have toward the bottom, they'll ask you three questions as to whether or not you want ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or uh, azithromycin. And I chose hydroxychloroquine. And then once you're done paying for your $90 consultation, which is the first phone call that you'll receive, you get done paying that and then within the same day usually, uh, someone will call you. And they'll ask you, wh which, which drugs are you after? Are you after the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, or the azithromycin? And I said, six months of hydroxychloroquine. And they said, would you like any others? And I said, sure, uh, ivermectin. And they said, okay, great. And that was it. Um, they move your order then to a pharmacist. You hang up the phone. You move. They move your order over to a pharmacist, which was in another state. And then they call you about a day later. And then they go over exactly what you're going to get. Uh, you pay. For me, it was $212 plus the $90 consultation fee, so just over $300. And um, that was it. Five, five days later, it was at my front doorstep delivered from UPS. So I'm going to link that link in the description of this podcast if you're interested and again, it's not when when it comes to prescription drugs, it's not something that you that you have to take as a preventative measure. You can if you want, but you only take it, um, you know, if you start to feel ill. And from all the testimonies that I have read online, people are wiping it out in uh, in a day or two, even the common cold or even the flu if they end up with that. So that's kind of the approach there, and it, and it works. It certainly works. And uh, yeah, so I, again, it's not something that I plan on taking because I have a pretty strong immune system and don't get sick ever. So uh, I'm just going to sit on it 
And if something happens, then I'll take it. And again, the descriptions on how to take it and when to take it and with what food or not food or what liquid or not liquid, it's, it's all in the box. It all comes in the box. All the directions are there. It's no different than any other prescription. It's a real prescription, and there you have it. So again, it's a preventative measure also from the standpoint that if you recall a year ago, doctors outlawed prescribing it, even in the state where I live. They, they stopped. Uh, they just said, we're not going to, you're no longer allowed to prescribe this. Now think about that for a minute. An entire state government is telling its citizens that they can't provide, that they can't provide them a drug that will cure and prevent the very thing that people were so panicked about in the first place. That right there should tell you who the enemy is. So there's that. Very quickly, too, I came, I came across this video on Gab, and it's an excellent video, and it's from, a, again, a medical professional, and he describes his entire background in medicine. He's not a doctor, but he describes his uh, background in medicine, and uh, he's very literate and very well-spoken, but I'm going to summarize sort of a, a quick 10-minute video here that, again, you can find on my Gab page, but he describes, again, the lying that takes place in school very quickly and even in the medical profession itself when it comes to the acquisition of a virus and how a person attains a virus or obtains a virus within their body. And he says it just like this, and this is as blunt as I can put it. He says, you do not transmit viruses from person to person. That's not the way that it works. He says, the way that it works is, is the only way you put a virus in your body is if you directly inject it into your bloodstream which is exactly what the flu shot is. The flu shot is filled with carcinogens, countless chemicals and poisons, and a 10% effective chance that you won't get the flu from someone else. But he describes more specifically, again, how the immune system operates. So I'm going to break it down here, and again, it's remarkably simple. People get bacterial infections all of the time, and you can get sick from a bacterial infection. But when it comes to viral infections, that only happens when the inside of your body starts to shed off part of its immune system because you have acquired so much bacteria or so many unwanted chemicals in your body from the things that you eat and the things that you drink. And then you can even be around people whose immune systems are off. And by being around them, your own immune system says, wait a minute, be, uh, this person's immune system is off. So then your immune system basically shakes up and then you end up with cold or flu-like symptoms. That, that's what that is. But that's supposed to happen, is the point, from a medical standpoint. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. That's how our bodies were developed. That way, if you were to come in contact with someone else who has a very similar weakened state or weakened immune system, your body will recognize it and potentially not get sick. And the example he uses is a very simple one. He says, say for example, you live in a home with three or four other people. Say for example, one of those people gets sick. Why doesn't everybody get sick in the home? Because many, in many cases, a lot of people in the home, even when you're living in the same house, won't get sick. The reason you get sick is because you already have a weakened immune system because of your own personal habits and the, and the things that you do on a day-in and day-out basis. But for the people that don't get sick when they're around a sick person, that means 
that they have a strong immune system. And sometimes, even if that person were to have some kind of symptom, so to speak, because their own immune system is sloughing off whatever it came in contact with, because it got disrupted from being around an unhealthy person, that's supposed to happen. And usually, those symptoms won't last long, and that sloughing off doesn't take very long. I'm going to use myself as a quick example. Last summer, I was around some family members for approximately a week. As soon as they all left and they were gone, I came down with a chill. I went to, I could feel it coming on. I went to bed early. I said, I'm going to have chills tonight, no problem. I went to bed, fell asleep, woke up the next morning, and I was 100% fine. My immune system got tossed off, not because I was unhealthy, but because I was around people whose immune systems were already thrown and their immune systems were already reacting a particular way that was abnormal from the way that mine reacts. It had nothing to do with viral transmission. It had nothing to do with somebody coughing in my face. It wasn't a bacterial infection. It was none of that. It was just your basic immune system operating the way that it's supposed to. But again, the the thing that he stressed and the thing that he said very clearly is the only way that a virus enters a body a human body is if it's direct if it's directly injected into their bloodstream you can't breathe in a virus because it's dead you can't it doesn't enter your mouth it doesn't enter your nose this was his take and i completely agree with it i totally agree with it it makes total sense and it certainly explains why you can be in a house with some sick people and you yourself don't get sick when you're touching the same things and you're doing the same stuff again If a person washes their hands and a person stays healthy, then there's never going to be a problem. So that's how that goes. Now, here is the audio from a nurse, and this was on America's Frontline Doctors' Telegram account. Uh, I highly recommend subscribing to that if you haven't already. And uh, I'm going to play this, so here we go. That's what one New Jersey school district told their school nurse after suspending her for saying masks were harming students and refusing to wear one herself. That suspended school nurse, Erin Pine, joins us now. Erin, what brought you to this point? Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Um, Well, I was witnessing children being harmed um, by these masks on a multifactorial level. So I decided to make a stand. I let my supervisor know about my concerns, and they weren't appreciated. They weren't appreciated. They said there's a, an enormous increase of complaints of headaches, stomach aches, uh, all related to the mask. Kids are saying they have shortness of breath. You also point out that one kid came up, threw up in the mask, said, I'm not sick. It's from the mask. So when you try to explain that, you've been an RN for 13 years. What, what do the non-medical professionals at the school tell you? Um, They just bluntly told me we are going to be following the mandates put in place by Governor Murphy, and that includes wearing masks. And I let them know that as a nurse, I don't feel comfortable enforcing something that I can see and know that is harming somebody. Um, Just heartbreaking. This is, you know, first graders that come in and are having this severe anxiety. You know, kindergartners are not able to understand what their friends are saying or doing because they can't see their facial expressions. And and you know this, Erin, as a nurse. They're under no danger, almost 0% danger from this virus, from transferring it or getting it. And the psychological effect of wearing it all day, the rashes they get, and the sense of they shut up during the day. They don't talk at all, which is extremely unhealthy. So you're suspended without pay. Real quick, are you going to sue? 
Um, my employment status is still up in the air, um, so I'm not sure yet. We're going to find out on the 10th. So we'll, I'll go step up, a step after that when I figure that out. Well, you did the right thing, and uh, yeah. hopefully people start listening to medical professionals uh, hey. who are not paid off by st uh, teachers' unions. Thanks yeah, so much. I, go ahead. Um, just want to say, you know, for all of you doctors, nurses, and physicians, psychiatrists that are messaging me, bombarding me with, you're doing a great job, keep doing it, stand up. You can go to America's Frontline Doctors. You can get information about legal resources of how you can stand up and protect the kids that we are supposed to protect. Okay. First of all, Brian Kilmeade should be ashamed of himself, and so should Fox News. Fox News is part of the problem. Everything that that nurse was describing has been going on for an entire year. A year ago, Fox News was all about the mask. Everybody has to wear the mask. Everybody has to wear it. It's for the safety of everybody. Even kids have to wear it. They had Dr. Oz on all the time. Everybody's got to wear the mask. You have to socially distance from people even inside your own home. Blah, 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 blah. These people are nuts. Their hypocrisy is just in plain sight. It's in plain sight. It took them an entire year to now come to the full-blown truth that masks aren't necessary, never have been. They don't protect against, like I said earlier, the fake viral transmission from person to person. The masks weaken the immune system. It's a control device. It's a slavery device. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. But this nurse now loses her job because she's the medical professional in the building and no one else is. And she says it's having negative health effects. Now, I've read the constant negative health effects, in particular from the website nomassforkids.com. That website isn't new. It's been around since, I want to say, last August. And the posts on there are heartbreaking. But this right here should tell everybody how upside down things are. We can't listen to medical professionals. You can't listen to America's frontline doctors. And by the way, as soon as she said America's frontline doctors, that's when they cut her off. They're like, okay, well, thanks. And then they immediately cut her off. They also don't have America's frontline doctors on their channels, on their news channels, because they can't, because they say the truth, which is the exact opposite of what the Dr. Oz's and the Dr. Siegel's of the world consistently say. It's absolutely nuts. It, and it's infuriating. It really is. It's infuriating to hear these individuals just consistently be hypocrites and act like we don't have a memory. Like we can't remember that a few months ago they were saying, oh, the masks need to be worn. And a year ago they were screaming that everybody needs to wear a mask and shouting on the television, just put your mask on. And now all of a sudden, what? It's, it's not a problem now? Now, all of a sudden, the mask gets in the way. Now, all of a sudden, the mask is a problem. I mean, my God, it's, it's, uh, it's just nuts. The brainwashing is very, very strong. There is no doubt about it. And countless people are just doing whatever their TVs say. And it really is sad. Um, all right. There's again, there's been a bunch that's been going on this week, but there's two more things I wanted to bring up. This first one, I, I live very close to Miami University, which is a, 
a Midwestern university in Southwest Ohio. Um, and for the first time in a very long time, I drove right through the campus. And I have to tell you that I saw approximately 50 students walking around. That was, that was it. Middle of the day, 50 students walking around. So the campus is completely dead empty. And that right there, I think, is indicative of a lot of college campuses and university campuses. It's dead empty. Because most students have said to themselves, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to play these ridiculous college games. I'm not going to do it anymore. And they're either getting their degrees online or, uh, or they've entered the workforce 100%. So that is certainly happening more behind the scenes. But you can see it at face value with the lack of attendance. Um, the number of people I saw walking around wearing masks was alarming. And you would have one person wearing it and the other person not wearing it, and they're walking right next to each other. It's like they, they don't even see that part of it. They don't even see that that's not how it works. So unfortunately, it's almost as if the mask has become a, a piece of clothing that people are, are, are wearing. And when all of this goes away, and it's going to go away, and I, I have a firm belief here that there's going to be some serious crimes against humanity trials taking place. Um, there are still, even after all of that, there are going to still be morons wearing the masks. And it's really going to be problematic. So with all of that said, um, and this is kind of a, another horrific thing, but apparently the president of Miami University, if I haven't said this in a past episode, and I don't know exactly the specifics, but I've been told that the president of the university has created a list of words that cannot be used by both students, employees, or uh, teaching staff. I don't know what that list of words is, but apparently if they get used, then they can either be disciplined or kicked out of the university altogether. What's that sound like to you? Doesn't sound like freedom, does it? Um, okay, so there's this story, and I'm going to kind of wrap up with this and then briefly describe our guest who's going to be on Wednesday. And it's going to be a very interesting discussion, I, I assure you of that. He's, he's got an incredible background in education and uh, has an online science academy, which I'm briefly going to describe, but of course I'll let him do most of the describing. This comes from the Gateway Pundit, and it's titled, Three Amherst Students Suspended for Taking Pictures Without Masks Off Campus. School Keeps Their Tuition. I mean, you can't, you can't, make, up, you can't make this up. It says, quote, three Amherst students were suspended after they took a photo off campus on the weekend without masks. Someone turned them in. The chance of these three healthy young women dying of COVID is 0%. The school decided to keep their tuition money. The parents were outraged, especially after the school allowed hockey players to celebrate their championship at a parade without masks. The girls were cut off from their virtual learning last week. And we've got some audio. Give this a listen. UMass Amherst students say they're not being treated fairly. They were suspended for not wearing masks at an off-campus outdoor event. Good evening, I'm Paula Evans. And I'm Anna Redis Rodriguez. The students have now been told they've lost their credits and tuition for this semester. But as WBZ's Paul Burton shows us, they believe there's proof the school isn't applying the same rules to everyone. There was a photo sent to the administration of these girls outside off campus on a Saturday. This is why they've lost a whole semester of their schooling. 
Tewksbury parents, Kristen and Scott, are speaking out on behalf of their daughter. She, along with two of her friends, shown here in this photo, are freshmen at UMass Amherst. And it's this picture that was posted on social media, and then someone handed it over to the university that has landed them in serious trouble. She and two others attended um, a gathering at, off campus and were immediately removed from housing and suspended. It's heartbreaking. Teresa and RJ's daughter was also suspended. What also infuriates these parents was this video of the UMass Amherst hockey team celebrating their national championship on campus. Some students, including some of the players, could be seen not wearing masks. I just want the university administration to be equitable and fair. Since their suspension, the students have been studying remotely at their homes. But just last week, they were cut off from their virtual learning. They weren't allowed to take their finals, so this entire semester was a total loss, both academically and financially. So that negates this whole semester, 16 grand of money, and they have to reapply for next semester. UMass Amherst released a statement saying, students received a number of public health messages this semester that emphasized the importance of following public health protocols and the consequences for not complying. And those messages were also shared on UMass social media channels. One little thing happens and you're out. Like not even like, a, here, you know, don't do it again. Here's some probation. So for this to happen, it's been devastating. The families have hired a lawyer and plan to file a lawsuit. And Tewksbury, I'm Paul Burton, WBZ News. There is so much wrong with everything that you just heard there that I don't have enough time in this podcast to go through it. First of all, those parents are focusing on the wrong thing. The mask is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. That's number one. No one should be wearing them. Nobody. Nobody, for any reason whatsoever. Number two, no school should have mask mandates for any reason whatsoever. None. It's medical malfeasance. It's brainwashing. It's a lie. Number three, if you don't understand the dynamics of the cycle of abuse, I recommend you look it up. Look up the dynamics of the cycle of abuse. Let's use a couple as an example. And in this particular case, even though women are abusive toward men, we'll just say in this case that the man is abusive toward the woman. A man abuses a woman, and then the woman ends up coming back. Why? The woman comes back because they think, well, maybe that was just a one-time deal. Maybe they were just mad. They start to create excuses for the behavior. They start to create a rationalization as to why the behavior was the way that it was. Maybe, uh, maybe they receive gifts. Maybe they receive an apology. Well, they apologized and they got me flowers. And then they end up going right back into that same abusive relationship, apparently forgetting everything that just previously happened with the abuse that took place. And then what happens later on down the line? They get abusive again. And then the pattern repeats itself time and time again. And then if they have children, that's generational abuse. So the simple fact that these parents were even considering sending their daughters back to the same university is asinine. They're basically saying the university is, is uh, they're abusing our kids, but you know, 
we'll send them back. Would you allow them to go back if they were going back to an abusive boyfriend? Would you allow them to go back if they were going back to their abusive husband? Why would you send them back to the same school that's abusing them? It's no different. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same concept. You're sending them back into the same abusive environment that is brainwashed in itself, believes lies, enforces those lies in an effort to further brainwash countless other people. Not to mention the whole narking that's taking place and the doxing of information and the taking photos and then sending it uh, to administrators behind other people's backs. Is this Nazi Germany? Even before then, is this the Weimar Republic? What is going on? What is going on? None of this is healthy. Countless people are showing their real lack of brains, including these parents. Well, we're out 16,000, but they're not even allowed to re-enroll for next semester yet. What do you mean, yet? Why would you send them back? You're an abusive parent, if that's the case. The parents then have to be blamed for actually being abusive because, I mean, honest to God, it just, it baffles the mind. It absolutely baffles the mind. All of this has to stop. And the easiest way you do it is you remove your participation from such institutions. It really is the easiest way. And it has to happen. And the faster it happens, the better. Because then those institutions will crumble. I've said it a thousand times. It, I mean, the business of education is, in fact, a business based on participation. If you don't have participation, you can't have the business. It will fold under its own weight of a lack of participation. That's that. Now, on Wednesday, I'm going to have John Clement on, and John and I met each other on Gap. And he has an incredible education history as well, with a massive science background, and he is in charge of the Mr. Science Academy, which is an online summertime-based science curriculum and science instruction. And he's going to describe that, so please tune in to Wednesday's episode to check that out and hear more information from him. And who knows, maybe you want to sign up for Mr. Science Academy and uh, give your students and your children some, some real, accurate science lessons. That's right. Real accurate science lessons. Not the fake stuff they teach you in school, but actual real science information. All right. Until next time, catch you Wednesday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.